Chapter Eight of Australia, New Zealand, and Some Other Islands of the South Seas by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. In the Great Wool Market, Sydney is the chief wool market of Australia. It annually ships hundreds of millions of pounds to Europe, Japan, and the United States, and it has some of the largest wool warehouses on the globe. Let us take a walk through one of them we are in a great room covering many acres it is roofed with glass and upon its floors are thousands of bales of wool each as high as your shoulder and marked with the name of the station from which it came all are wrapped in yellow bagging but the tops are open and the white wool seems to have burst forth and to be pouring out upon the floor in parts of the warehouse are mountains of wool which have been taken out of the bales and in other places men are repacking the wool for shipment thrust your hand into one of the piles now look at it it shines as though it were coated with vaseline and your cuff is soiled with the grease for this is unscoured wool just as it came from the sheep's back all of the australian wool clip is sold at auction and the sales are attended by wool buyers from england continental europe the united states and japan we see many of them in the sydney warehouses dressed in overalls and linen coats to protect their clothes from the greasy wool they go from bale to bale taking notes on each man's stock in order that they may know how much to offer when it is put up at the sydney wool exchange the exchange is near the wharves in the heart of the city it is a long narrow room much like a chapel with an auctioneer's desk like a pulpit in one end of it the various wholesale dealers or commission merchants are allotted different days on which they may auction off their stock and on those days the buyers come to bid as many as ten thousand bales are sometimes sold in one day and single sales will foot up as much as three-quarters of a million dollars cable reports are received as to the prices in the great wool markets over the world and the excitement rises and falls with the quotations I had a chat with one of the largest wool dealers. He told me that some years ago almost all the wool of Australia was shipped by the squatters direct to London and there resold and reshipped. At present, the greater part of the product is shipped to commission agents at the Australian ports to which the textile manufacturing countries send their buyers. The prices of wool vary according to quality and the quality varies with the breed of the sheep and the part of the animal's body from which it is clipped the coarse wool sometimes brings only about eighteen cents a pound but for the last ten years the price of the best wool has averaged forty-four cents a pound in australia and has gone as high as a dollar a pound in london some flocks have won such reputations for producing fine wool that their fleeces always bring better prices I have before me a list of some of the wool sales of one year showing that certain wool growers got as much as five cents a pound more than the market rates few people realize how many factors enter into the quality of wool and go to determine its value and use the grading of wool is a science and must be done by experts it is taught in the agricultural colleges of australia and at sydney there are night classes where the students learn about sheep and wool they study the different breeds and practice grading and classifying baled wool which is sent to the school by the dealers in apron and overalls each student goes through the bales 
picking out the good and bad wool and sorting it according to quality he is taught also how to shear sheep how to scour wool and in fact every process in the growing and marketing of the product the english mills often send their young men to australia to learn the business at first hand some years ago there was a blind buyer at boston who operated with success making his purchases by the touch and odor he could tell not only the quality of the wool but the section of the country or part of the world from which it came because it is well adapted to dry climates the merino sheep is the breed preferred in australia although the strain is modified by cross-breeding to suit different conditions the sheep on the great plains country are of the large robust type found to give the biggest returns on such areas on the highlands where the pasturage is lighter and the climate colder a small merino is raised that yields an extra fine fleece in the western part of the state of victoria is still another type which produces the best merino wool in the world upon this wool certain mills in europe america and japan are absolutely dependent for the manufacture of some of their goods wools differ in their wave or curl and in other particulars that will show up in weaving the other day i was shown some merino wool under the microscope to the naked eye the wool as it comes from the sheep seems to be made of fine curly hairs it is only by putting it under a microscope that one can see it differs from hair enlarged to the size of a lead pencil each wool fiber is seen to be covered with sharp scales which overlap one another like those of a fish the scales are so close together that there are several thousand of them on a piece of the fiber an inch long the fiber is so fine that a pound of it can be spun into a thread one hundred miles long when wool is spun and woven the scales interlock and thus give the fabric or thread its strength i have had a talk about the growth of australia's wool industry with one of the old-time squatters a man who had been raising sheep for many years and who now has about fifty thousand head in two different stations said he we have fewer sheep in australia than we had ten years ago here in new south wales we then had nearly forty million and today we have approximately thirty three million we have lost some by drought and some by overstocking and have now just about what we can easily feed where did your first sheep come from i asked they were brought over from england by the convicts was the reply when captain philip came here in seventeen eighty eight he brought twenty-nine sheep and other livestock these sheep did very well and a few years after that captain macarthur started the movement to make a sheep country of australia macarthur was a military man with a scientific bent he had a farm near sydney and experimented in crossing some east indian rams and irish ewes and as a result produced wool better than that of either of the forebears he then experimented with the merinos you know perhaps that up to that time the finest wool all came from spain which had always been noted as a sheep breeding country hoping to keep a monopoly of the trade in the best wool the spanish government forbade the exportation of any merino sheep but captain macarthur got some from the flock of king george the third of england who had originally secured them from the king of spain and also imported several merinos from south africa the british government gave him a grant of ten thousand acres of land on which to continue his experiments and in a short time he proved that australia 
could produce sheep as well as spain and that australian wool was as fine as the spanish it was long before the wool exportations amounted to much but the flocks steadily increased and the character of the wool improved until now we raise more wool and better wool than any other country on earth End of chapter 8